Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. Because I'm just a nobody. Trying to tell everybody All about somebody Who saved my soul Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus Welcome to Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, the fan, I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church is hoping to get back in with me soon. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm really upset um, with our first guest, and I'm blaming her, totally blaming her. I'm not taking any of this blame. I came in with way more than enough time to do enough prep work for the, the entire show today. And I feel bad for our second guest because he's coming on and I've got to kind of wing it a little bit. Now I can do it with him because he's a college basketball coach. But I, I got on this website that our first guest, and she this is her website and her work and her mission. And I have to tell you, I could not get off it. And I it's a it's a it's a website for women. And I've learned a lot. I'm telling you this. I've sent out this. I've sent the, uh, uh, the the website information out to a bunch of people already. Our guest for the first two two segments, former WNBA player, Hall of Fame player, um, Chantel Anderson. Chantel, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. And, and again, I'm really upset with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me. And uh I would like to say I'm sorry, but it's kind of one of those sorry, not sorry. Uh, it is actually very, very encouraging that you say that. Well, I, I have to tell you, if um, who's ever listening, if if you if you're a man, get this. Make sure you take this website down and pass it along to your wife. But you take a look at it as well. Yeah, you really do because her story, and it's funny because the first thing I did was was I kind of read the mission statement. I thought, oh, this really isn't for me, but I'll look through it a little bit because the mission statement is to help every woman um, confidently live her purpose and the individual calling of her life. And then I started looking at it, and I'm just so impressed with 
look, she she was bullied a lot. You know, she was she was the tallest kid in the class, and and she, she I tell you, you got a lot of confidence because you put that picture, that that middle school picture, up on the website, and <laughs> I thought, well, good for you because then look at the other pictures. My goodness, you know, not. She's just beautiful inside and out and can probably still hit a jump shot. Kind of, you know, my kind of girl right there. And I'm only kidding is my wife is listening. But I'm telling you, it's just <laughs> wonderful. Hey, the reason I have you on today, and I just want to kind of get through that part of it. And then I want to get into a couple of things. But what you do, and, and we're going to have the um, basketball coach at San Diego Christian College coming up next. But you you go out and speak to different groups, correct? And And do you speak a lot to women's basketball teams? Yes, I do speak a lot to uh, different groups. Uh, lately, I have been speaking a lot more to women's basketball teams. It's kind of that sweet spot between uh, sports and Jesus. <laughs> and so San Diego Christian College is a perfect marriage of the two and speaking to their athletic teams. And so I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I, I think it's wonderful. You know, I, um, I work every day with a former NFL player by the name of Leroy Butler. And Leroy played for, uh, he went to Florida State, and he played for the Green Bay Packers, and he was just missed being put into the Hall of Fame, NFL Hall of Fame, and he's going to get in one day. He deserves to be in there. But he, uh, growing up, he had those Forrest Gump-type braces on his legs, and so he got made oh, fun wow. of a lot. And he has a bullying campaign up here in the state of Wisconsin that he does a great job with. But he, he told a story to my basketball team when I asked to have him speak there. And he said, look, I, I got made fun of a ton all the time. And one day I finally had it. And my grandmother said, she said, baby, hold on. You know, the Lord's given you special powers. He said, I can't even run. What kind of powers did the Lord give me? And she said, you can deflect. You can put this shield up that you don't have to listen to that. What are you going to do with your life? He said, I'm going to be an NFL player. She said, exactly. So you know what? You don't have to worry about what they're saying. And that, for him, was what he needed. Now, the journey that you took, and, and I read that, you know, that you, you did, uh, you certainly took a lot of notes on that journey. And the part of your whole story, and, and I had told you this when we were talking off the air, that really got to me was when you said, look, once I said enough, Lord, I need your help. You take over now, is when everything started to turn for you. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, uh, I was just going to say, absolutely. I think many of us have to get to that rock bottom. I say sometimes it takes a tap on the shoulder and other times it takes a two by four upside the head. <laughs> and uh, I was definitely the latter. It took a lot for God to get my attention. I had back to back to back injuries and, uh, you know, he took my career away. He took my relationships away, a lot of things. But once I finally realized I'm not in control, and if I'm not in control, I need to follow the one who is, that was when my life started to change. You know, I the other part that, that jumped out is when, when it says on your website, again, confidentiallyhis.com uh, is, is the name of the website. And when you say despite the awards, um, it, you're very candid about your past struggles and insecurity and self-doubt. And it's interesting because, you know, you, you talk to kids, and, and I've been around high school-age kids for a long time as a coach, and the kids that you think have it all, 
you know what? They're the ones, big men on campus, all of that. When you dig down into what's going on in their life, they're scared like everybody else. And they're not sure, like, where am I going? What am I doing? What should I, should I do this? Should I not do that? And those kids that even when I was in high school, there was that group of kids that you thought, boy, they got the world by the tail. But you know what? The older I get, the more I understand that everybody is searching. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is one of the messages that I tell people all the time is, the outside doesn't matter. And if we look, if we're honest about it, talent is one of the best concealers of brokenness. If the people who are the most talented, it is very easy to see their talent or their beauty or their personality or their charisma, see all the things they have going for them. And if they're broken, if they are searching, if they are hurting, it's very easy to get get distracted by all the other things. And I think for me, I was able to hide behind my talent in basketball for a very long time until that was taken away and then I couldn't hide behind it anymore. And so for people out there who are feeling insecure or are feeling afraid or feeling like everyone else has it together, you have to know that we're all human. We're all scared. We're all trying to figure it out (laughs) one step at a time. And God is the only person who's been through it before. (laughs) Like we're all going through this life for the first time and trying to get our lives together. Yeah, I, I agree. There's no reason to be intimidated by anybody or look up at anybody or look down on ourselves. We just have to realize, okay, we're we're all gifted in different ways, but at the end of the day, we're all trying to figure out how to how to live this life the best we possibly can. We're talking with Chantel Anderson again, Vanderbilt alumni, former WNBA player, and look, she has. Um, it's an incredible website. And when you go on the website and you take a look around, if you're from this area like I am, you go right to the freebies. Let's see what that freebies thing is. And there are some pretty <laughs> cool things. Um, Ten uh, confidence commandments um, uh, for business. And there's just some, you know what, look, go through the website, take a look at it, and there's ways for you to get involved in this. Can we talk a little bit? I think that you help teach women all over the the world probably with this website, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the the best thing about online is that it's not limited to geography. It's made the, the world a lot smaller. So that was my goal is just to reach as many people with uh, the news about Jesus and also strategies and resources and the ability to just live a beautiful life with him. Her mission, and it's right on in, in the website, is to provide a million women with the tools to build identity and confidence in Jesus, walk in their full potential, and impact the world in an exceptional way. What a good, you know, that, again, I, I highlighted like four pages of stuff, and it, it, it just is really, it's, it's so well written, and it seems to make so much sense to even an old grandfather of four like me that I... And some of it is is basic, but it's basic to the point where you go, well, yeah, but boy, why didn't I think of that? And that just makes so much sense. Well, can we talk about the, the rest of the segment real quick? Where where did you grow up? And did uh, obviously you were a big time basketball player in 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 the high school level? Um, where did you get? Where did you grow up? 
I was born in Redlands, California, but I ended up growing up in Vancouver, Washington. So I played at Hudson's Bay High School, and most of my high school experience and exposure came from playing on the AAU circuit. I played with Oregon City AAU team, which was, at the time, uh, the number one AAU team in the country. Brad Smith and Carl Tinsley did an amazing job with that program. So, so yeah, basketball was a big part of my life growing up and, and really the place that I ran to for a lot of my confidence and belonging. Did um, in, in growing up in your home, was it a faith-based home? It was a faith-based home. We were Seventh-day Adventists. So we started out Seventh-day Adventists. I went to a private Seventh-day Adventist school. And then uh, my parents ended up getting a divorce. My dad remarried, and I moved to live with them. And his wife went to a Christian church that was non-denominational before non-denominational was a denomination. So... And did did you find a home there then? Did you, did did that make more sense to you um, than than your previous church and school? I, w- I wish I could say it did, but it didn't. Um, I when I became a junior in high school, my parents came to us and they said, "Hey, you're old enough to make your own decisions, so we hope that you do continue to go to church, but we are going to leave it up to you, and and we're not going to force you to go anymore." And at that point. I looked around and I felt like everyone around me had these amazing relationships with God, but I just didn't feel it. I wasn't feeling it. It didn't feel real to me. And so I left. I said, peace out. And I chose to stop going to church. And even, you know, I had never really read the Bible to begin with, but I definitely didn't read it after that. And I didn't really pray. And so I just totally turned my back on everything, God, and started, you know, just pursuing the life that I wanted in, in basketball, in relationships, in uh, success, in whatever I wanted. So faith was not a big part of my life right? until my late 20s, early 30s. Wow. We're going to talk more about that on the other side of the break. But understand, you know, when she says, look, basketball was 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 big in her life and the whole AAU stuff, she was the USA Today's Player of the Year in Washington. She was, you know, West Coast Gatorade Player of the Year. She was the second overall pick in the 2003 WNBA draft. That's huge. I mean, this is uh, this is a I, woman. This is making me sound good here. <laughs> you know what? Hey, Thank all you. all I can all I can tell you is don't bring that weak game up here to Wisconsin. Don't do it. I I we got. <laughs> hey, you know what? I can still shoot an outside jump shot, and and don't. No, I'm only kidding. I'm too old Let's to even go. talk. Hey, uh, I'll give you H O R maybe. No, I'm just, listen. You know what? I talk too much smack on this this radio station, uh, especially on this show. Because if anybody ever takes <laughs> me up on it, it's not going to be pretty for me. I can tell you that. Hey, how did you come up with the name of the website? By the way, confidently his. So I wrote a leadership and confidence program, and it was called Visible Confidence, and I would going to different organizations and corporations teaching that. And it was awesome, but I got sick of walking into rooms that I couldn't talk about Jesus in. And so I changed. I was like, okay, how do I combine these? So I took visible confidence and I changed it to confidently his 
because I felt like confidently his put together the confidence that I wanted to talk to, but the identity in God where so much of my confidence came from and started building that platform. That's, that's how it got started, which is why I, I love opportunities like the one that we're, that we're talking about with San Diego Christian College is because, you know, like I said, it's the, it's the perfect marriage, and I get to walk into a room where I get to talk about confidence, yes, which I love, talk about basketball, yes, which I love, but also talk about God, who I love. And so it's just the perfect, perfect mix. Confidentlyhis.com. And it's one word, and, and go to that. Do you get asked, and, and we need to get to a break, but do, do you get asked to, to travel throughout the country to speak as well? So if there's somebody that's listening to this show that says, boy, I would love to have her come in and talk to our women's group or have her come in, do you get asked to, to travel throughout the country and, and speak? I do. I do. And I, I've been doing that for the last three and a half, almost four years. It'll be four years in March. So I've been I've been doing that full time, and and there's a way on that website to to contact uh, you, correct? Yes, yes. Or if you sign up, um, I there should be. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe that there like, is. Uh, I couldn't spend any. I spent an hour and fifteen twenty minutes. I couldn't. I just. I, I've got everything else, but I'm sure that there is. And look, if if. If you need to reach out to Chantel and, and for some reason you can't, just contact me at the radio station. I've got a way to get a hold of her. And if your thought is, we'd love to have her here in the state of Wisconsin. And maybe to be able to get five, six, seven teams together, women's teams together, to, to come and listen to her speak, I can help you set that up. And if you go on the website, look, I've said this about the Rock Church as well. Don't think you're going to put your coat on. And you're going to look at the website for a couple of minutes and get out to, to an appointment or get go to the grocery store because you're going to take the coat <laughs> off and you're going to spend a bunch of time on that website because it really is it's it makes you feel it makes you feel sad sometimes and then it makes you feel really really happy on who she has become and what this platform that the Lord has given Chantel and her using it I can tell you that that it makes it certainly makes our Lord happy. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we will continue. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Our special guest for this segment. She is Chantel Anderson, former WNBA player. We got a great website, Confidently His. Am I saying that correctly, by the way? Yes, you are. Confidently His. Yes. Confidentlyhis.com. One word. Confidentlyhis.com. The mission that, that Chantel has put out is to help every woman confidently live her purpose and the individual calling on her life. 
You know, we're talking a little bit about going to Vanderbilt uh, during the break, and your decision to go to Vanderbilt, first of all, did you enjoy the recruiting part of, of being being a big-time high school basketball player? Uh, honestly, yes and no. It was overwhelming because at that point, I was getting hundreds of letters every single week, and I was just like, I don't know where I want to go. I had no idea. I can only imagine how the kids feel with social media these days. But I was I was very overwhelmed. But at the same time, I was grateful. You know, I when I first started playing basketball, I never thought that I would be as highly recruited as I did. I was just trying to get my college paid for. You know, right. so I had no idea the doors that basketball would open up. So I, I it, it's a yes and no question. Hey, dur- uh, during the second segment, normally of Faith in the Zone, we ask people to share their testimony. And I know that we touched on it and, and reading, again, a lot of your website. I have a pretty good feeling, but I'm wondering if you would share your testimony with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I did grow up in a, in a faith-based home, and so I'm thankful that I always had a knowledge of who God was, but I definitely did not choose to follow him. <laughs> and so I... I chased all of the worldly ambition. I'm very ambitious, very driven, and I chased that the whole entire time um, until through college. You know, I had a, a college career at Vanderbilt that I was successful. I met most of my goals, uh, went to the WNBA, also played overseas as well in, in, in Europe at several, several different places. And, you know, life was good until it wasn't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was kind of what we touched on earlier. Everyone thought I had everything together, but I was still very insecure. I was still sad. I was still depressed at times. It was still hard to get out of bed. I wasn't confident. And so I, it was almost like I was two people. At one point during my journey, I was suffering from eating disorders. I was dealing with self-harm. I was recovering from a sexual assault. You know, there was a lot that was going on in my life, but yet the stage of basketball and the bright lights, they covered them all. They hid it all, and I hid behind it. Um, there was a point, though, where I had back-to-back injuries. I broke my kneecap, and then I tore my Achilles. And when I was in, I was playing in Istanbul, Turkey, when I tore my Achilles, and I as soon as it happened, I knew what it was because that's one of those injuries that people just, you just know because it always feels the same. And at that point, that was my rock bottom. I had done everything I knew to do correct, uh, worked hard, gone to the right places, made the right decisions. And at that point, I was still broken and unhappy and single and now I was in a hospital bed in Istanbul Turkey like what the heck was going on and so at that point it was like scales just fell from my eyes it was like wow I'm not in control and if I am not in control then I need to follow the one who is and I realized that I had always known who that was but I didn't want to admit it I'd always known that God was bigger than me and in control, but I wanted to be that. I wanted to be in control of my own life. I didn't didn't want to admit it was him. But that was when I realized that my way wasn't working. And so in a hospital bed in Turkey, I said, okay, God, I'm going to try to do life your way. 
And I had no idea what that meant at that time. I just said, okay, God, I'm, I give up. I'm going to try it your way. And from then on, I just started reading the Bible. And I, I didn't believe the Bible at that time, but I thought that maybe God was somewhere in there. I didn't think it was true, but maybe God is somewhere in there. And so I just started reading it. I started reading the book of John and the book of Acts. And, and from there, I, I accidentally fell in love with the author. I just fell in love with God, fell in love with Jesus. And I started to kind of change my life and, and try to live differently according to what I saw in the scriptures. And then God eventually brought me women who helped me understand the scriptures deeper, helped me follow them, walked with me, discipled me, really taught me what it meant to be a disciple and live for God. And from then on, you know, September 17th, 2013, I was baptized for the forgiveness of my sins, and it was amazing. And from then on, it's just been my mission to live wholeheartedly for God and to help other people do the same because I want to give them the gift that I've been given. My life is so much better than it was before, even though I'm not famous. I don't have, you know, I'm not flying on private jets like I was in college. No one really cares who I am these days, but my life is so much better because I have the joy and the peace and the happiness that I was looking for, even when I had everything that I thought I wanted, you know? Yeah, I do. She is Chantel Anderson, and I do. I do know. I I do, and and th- th- we've had so many people on on Faith in the Zone um, that have said, "Look, I I thought that's that's who I was, right? That's who I was. I was this big time baseball player." We had Pastor Daryl Strawberry on, and he said, "Look, I thought I had everything I ever wanted. I had all the money I needed. I had all the houses, all the drugs. All I had beautiful girlfriends. I had a beautiful wife. I had everything." Why am I sad all the time? And then I got put away. And I and I had a lot of time to think about my life. And I grew up in a faith-based home, but I thought that's who I was, but it's not who I was. That's who the, that's what the devil wanted me to think that I was. And I went with it. Absolutely. I went with it. You know, I told him that him and I are like twins in the church softball league. I, I have the same swing that Daryl Strawberry has. And he said, oh, you yeah? know, you're not supposed to lie on a show like this. And I said, yeah, that's true. Okay, I don't have any kind of swing like you, but I figured you wouldn't call me out on that, Pastor. Come on now. Hey, the reason we have um, Sh- uh, Chantel on is they're, they're doing San Diego uh, Christian College. She is going to do a team building um, with, with them. And, and I, I received this mailing from the Rock Church had sent me some information on this. And I said, look, I would love uh, to be able to talk to the the two people, right, the head basketball coach, and certainly be able to talk to Chantel about this. And, and the fact that Chantel Anderson was, look, she scored over 2,600 points, 2,600 points in her college career, played at the highest level you can, played at the WNBA, and she's now, her mission in life is is this website and to be able to, to just encourage and help and have have women for the most part, and now me, I'm joining. She's going to let me in this club, but to, to be able to understand <laughs> your purpose and how to live confidence in the purpose as an individual, and and utilize this this platform that you have. And she talks a lot about 
you know, her story and, and what she has gone through and how she kind of got her way out of it. You, you just heard her talking about lay, laying in that, that hospital bed when she says, I finally turned my life over to Jesus after running from him for so long. And I think that's a lot of us. I, I, I really do. Your parents must be so proud of you. You know, this website is so well done, and, and they must be just really proud of, of who you've become. Well, I, I hope so. And, uh, you know, I was the closest to my dad, and uh, sadly, he passed away last year. I'm sorry. Um, but I do know that before he did, he was very, very proud of me. Yeah. And he made sure he was, you know, a huge supporter of everything that I did, and he made sure that I knew he was proud of me. And, uh, and then my, my stepmother, who I call mom, you know, she's been in my life, my life ever since I was nine years old, and uh, she she lets me know that she's proud of me as well. And then so does my my actual mother, my my mommy. Right. So, yeah, I I have a lot of love, and my sister is my best friend as well. And and so I, I have a lot of love and support around hey, me. Hey, Chantal, how are you doing with? So we I lost my mom on April second. And uh-huh. I, you know, thank you for that. She was the biggest high school basketball fan I knew. And that's the reason mm-hmm. I got into, uh, you know, did what I did for 36 years. And I do a high school basketball coaches show on this station and she never missed it. And I'm still, it was, mm-hmm. it's been April. So it's been, you know, a while now. It's coming up almost a year and I'm still struggling with it. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Good. You know, it. I'm first of all, I know there's nothing I can say to make it feel better. Right. Um, so just know that I'm very sorry. My dad passed away on April 18th. So oh, we're very close. Really close. In, yeah. As far as time wise, um, it is difficult. You know, there are some good days and there are some bad days. And what I I have learned during this time is to allow myself to be human and to sit and figure out what I'm feeling and to not shame myself for that, to show myself grace and to invite God to sit with me in whatever I'm feeling and and wherever I am in the moment. And so that is the thing that I have taken away. I've grown immensely in my faith in the area of just trusting God to meet my emotional needs. I did not have the faith I needed in that area because I was shocked when he was there in the middle of the hardest time of my life. And so, yeah, there there are some some good days and some bad days. And I think it's just honoring that and not shaming yourself and making sure that you just cling to God through through the storm. Amen to that. Chantel, one last question. I'm going to cut you loose. I take all the uniforms that of every team you've ever played on. From, you know, here in the United States to overseas to fifth grade to middle school to all of them. (laughs) And I put them in the closet. And I said, open the door. You can pick one uniform. You get one more game. What uniform do you pick and who do you play against? Part of me, the competitor in me wants to say one game, but the the person in me wants to say another. And so I'm going to go with the the person, the, the (laughs) the heart answer. You know, I, there's nothing, no one could pay me enough to go back to high school. I actually hated my high school experience. But 
in, in this question, I would go back to high school and I would play against Prairie because that was the number one team. And even though we lost to them all the time, I knew that my dad would be at the game. And so I would go play that game again so that oh. I probably would just go back and skip the game and go sit with my daddy for an hour. That would, two. that, so. yeah, well, you know what? You weren't supposed to put tears in my eyes with that last question, but you did. I, I you know what? That's a, that's a great answer. Thank you so much. I, I, I have to tell you that I'm going to need to reach back out to you soon because I have three more pages of questions and I go down <laughs> some different paths where all of a sudden you say something that I'm, you know, thinking about this and about that. But I, I thank you so much. And again, this website and you can get involved. There's a place, there's different things for everybody. And if you're a guy listening to this, get this information to your daughter, to your niece, to your mom, to your wife, get them this information, tell them to go to this website and spend Try to spend t only 10 minutes on there. And if you can do that, let me know because I'll buy you a cup of coffee because I don't think it's possible. If you go to confidentlyhis.com. <laughs> um, and look, if I'm wrong on this thing, tell me because I don't, I don't see it. Go to each page and take a look at some of the things that, that she is doing to help women gain confidence and find their purpose and live their purpose uh, and certainly what what, they, what she wants to do is introduce the author of the book that she said she fell in love with when she was in, you know, when she was going through the journey herself, she wants to introduce that author to you. Chantel, thank you so much for, for your help. And I really appreciate you coming on. Do a good job over there at San Diego State University. And I'll, I'll find out from their coach how, what a good job you did. I'll, I'll call to make sure. Oh, Mike, thank you. Thank you so much for all your kind words and um, for this interview. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to go to San Diego Christian College. You know, they do a phenomenal job with their, with their students, just making sure they equip them with life um, skills to go beyond college and beyond the court. And so I am very, very excited to, to go and to speak to them. So I, don't, I don't think Coach to talk about it. I don't think Coach Schaefer is going to be happy that I called it San Diego State University. He's not going to be happy with that. It's San Diego Christian College. I apologize for that. Um, thank you so much, uh, Chantel. Thank you, and have a great week. Thanks. You too, Mike. You bet. We'll, the other side of the break, we'll talk to the head basketball coach on the women's side at San Diego Christian College. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. Here are your hosts, Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Kellner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm just a nobody, trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see, nobody but Jesus. I'll tell you what, that those first two segments, uh, just an incredible journey that she has been on, and, and I, I feel good 
about uh, about the college that the team she's going to talk to. The, I'll tell you what, this uh, head coach at San Diego Christian College, he is Sean Chafin, and and Sean, I don't know. A lot of a lot of teams right now are going. Look, we didn't have a full season. Not sure we want to do team building now. I think this is the perfect time to do that. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for joining us on Faith in the Zone, and and uh, really appreciate your time. The idea behind um, doing uh, the type of team building that you guys are going to be doing on Monday. Um, can we talk a little bit about the decision process on that? Sure, you bet. Um, so the timing for us actually worked out really well. So. Um, as we rounded into uh, the end of our regular season and uh, we kind of had a little bit of a gap and um, we do team building things throughout the year. Uh, but at this, we felt like was a good time to bring somebody from outside. We hadn't had that opportunity at this point this year because mainly because of COVID, you know, we, um, you know, we really tried to kind of limit who was around you know, our student athletes and, and us as staffers and, and uh, just to minimize our exposure. And, and so we did pretty much just everything internally. And so we finished up our regular season last week and um, our conference is not doing a conference tournament this year. Um, so we're just kind of in limbo as we wait to see if there's any kind of postseason for us. And so this is a great time for, uh, for uh, Chantel to come in and, and uh, and really help uh, our our student athletes, uh, not just in the short term with our program, but also long term for them uh, with career and life skills. Yeah, one hundred percent. Sean, have you had a chance to to talk to Chantel? Um, have you have you met her in the past? Because I just, you know, the last two segments it was just so, she's so impressive. And, mm-hmm. you know, I did tell her to keep keep that weak game of hers, you know, on the West Coast. Don't bring that game to the Midwest. <laughs> and she said, really? Well, I said, no, I'm she, only kidding. She, she understands the grind of playing an SEC schedule. So I don't. I don't think there's going to be too much, uh, no. too much that's going to that's going to phase her. No. You know, playing at Vanderbilt and and that league with you know with Tennessee and Arkansas and you know South Carolina, you know, with Don Staley and and I mean that's just an amazing league and has been probably you know since the inception of you know the NCAA Division One women's basketball and and so and then obviously the opportunity she had beyond that to play in the WNBA and, and uh, I don't know her personally uh, really looking forward to getting a chance oh, to meet boy. her, you know, more than just a, you know, a, a, an email or a, a quick, you know, snippet. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to Monday's, uh, I, to Monday's uh, activities. Hey, Sean, when, when I called her, the first thing I said to her was, I'm really mad at you. And she said, you're mad at me. <laughs> I said, I am. I said, I came to the office with way more than enough time to do a lot of research on you and then a lot of research on the coach that I'm going to be interviewing. And I couldn't get off your website. So I feel bad for the I feel bad for Chapin. <laughs> I'm just telling you. And she started laughing. And, and her website, again, confidentlyhis.com. And go on that website. And you'll get a really good feel for who she is. And some of the things that she's going to teach, the is it the Lady Hawks or just the Hawks? from san diego christian yeah we're just the hawks good but yeah yeah you know what and she is uh she's going to teach a lot and and i think that these women who when she walks in at six six and she has this confidence about her that look this is who i am i'm a basketball player but the lord 
you know what, she is uh, who I follow, and I think it's going to be awesome. Hey, hey Coach, um, can we talk a little bit about your background? And I know that I think mm-hmm. 2017 was your first year uh, at uh, San Diego Christian College. How did you end up there? You, you, coached some, you coached some high school basketball and then moved into the college ranks. And where were you prior to, to San Diego Christian? Yeah, so I just am finishing up my 21st year of uh, college basketball. Before that, you're right, I was uh, I coached at the high school level. Um, I got started coaching high school ball pretty much right out of high school myself. Um, I uh, knew the girls' basketball coach at our high school, and you know I had actually uh, TA'd for him my senior year. He was the PE teacher, and the end of my senior year came up and he um, came to me and said, Hey, my seventh grade uh, coach just left taking teaching job out of state. Would you like to coach seventh grade girls? Really? I said, sure. And I, so I did, did that with him for a year and then I moved up to the eighth grade. And then, uh, but at the same time I was volunteering with him with the high school because I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. And then, then I moved up the year after that and I was full time with the high school then uh, for a few years. And then, um, I got my first college job in 2000 at University of Montana Western in, in Dillon, Montana, and uh, was there for six years. And we had some really good teams, went to the national tournament all six years and won some conference titles and we made some good runs. So, um, And then, yeah, I've also coached at Providence uh, University in Montana and uh, Montana State Northern. My last stop before I was here was uh, Minot State University in North Dakota. Sure. Minot, North Dakota, uh, NCAA Division II school. I uh, was an assistant there for six years. And then um, toward the end there, I uh, was looking to get back to being a head coach. And um, my president up there happened to know the president down here at San Diego Christian College at the time. He's now retired. but um, And, yeah, we, I had already interviewed once. And then once my president up there had got had known that, you know, where I was interviewing, he made a great call for me and, and, uh, you know, just kind of the way the, the Lord works, you know, you, you wouldn't think somebody in, you know, in a high level position in North Dakota would know somebody in San Diego. Right. But uh, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that uh, is not explainable otherwise. So, hey, Coach, um, don't you miss the Don't you miss the weather? And yeah, yeah. exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't miss the weather at all. I, we, the people up there are phenomenal. I love, love sure. the people who live in the north. You know, I'm from Montana originally and. People there and in North Dakota are, are awesome people. There are a lot of tremendous people with a good work ethic, and they just they're tough. They they know how to survive those brutal winters. And um, but you get to a certain point, and you get a chance to get out of that. You know, last week I know they were well below zero, and they were getting snow. And uh, looks like it's gotten back a little bit back. You know, a little better. But here, yeah, I'm, you know, during that whole stretch, it's seventy degrees here. I, yeah, here, I'm, I'm completely okay with that. Here in Wisconsin, I can tell you that today got uh, like thirty-eight, and there are people oh. outside running in shorts and t-shirts, and we're we're oh, tough. Yeah. We're tough up here. Don't. That's why I told. I said to Chantel, don't you know? Don't come. I'll take you to the playground. Here in yep. Wisconsin, that's where I'll take you. We'll have to shovel the playground off, but that's the only chance I would have. Well, yeah, down here, if, if it, it drops to 60, people are, you know, the locals are wearing <laughs> heavy winter clothing. They're, they're bring out their parkas, and, and I'm still, I haven't fully acclimated. I'm still wearing T-shirt and shorts pretty close to year-round. I I gave away, when I moved down here, I moved, I gave away my all my winter clothes. I took them to the Salvation Army and donated them 
because I knew I wasn't going to need them down here. And, and I haven't used a heater one time since I've moved here. Yeah, I have not had a need to. So San Diego gives you kind of that perfect balance weather-wise for sure. Man, good for you. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue uh, to talk with the head basketball coach on the women's side at San Diego Christian College. And we're going to talk a little bit about what the, what this year and the struggle of, of coaching during a co- during COVID, which it has to be very difficult. Uh, this year, Coach, you guys did okay, right? You had some wins, seven and six, and, and since it was a shortened season, but you had a chance to defeat Arizona Christian for the first time since 2015. Defeated, uh, is it Ottawa University yeah. for the first time ever, and they beat them yeah. twice. So you know what? Pretty good year for for Sean and 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 his group, the Hawks, over at San Diego Christian College. This is Faith in the Zone on twelve fifty AM. The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern again, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner will be back from Brookside Baptist Church as soon as we can let him back into the building. We have been talking to the head basketball coach at San Diego Christian College. He is uh, Sean Chafin, and he, you can follow him on Twitter, at GoHawksCoachSC. At GoHawks Coach SC. Hey, Sean, um, wanted to talk a little bit about COVID, and, and, and I'm wondering, as a staff and as you know, a team, uh, your your team and your staff, how difficult uh, was this season for you guys? Yeah, you know, it was definitely a challenge. It was definitely a season unlike any of the 21 previous college seasons that I had done. Um, you know, we had to we had a lot of extra. Uh, hurdles that we had to overcome in order to play a season. We had regular testing, um, which led to a couple pauses in our season. Um, and so, and pauses are different because you take two weeks off and you literally jump right back into playing, which is very unbasketball like. It's not, you don't normally just in the middle of your season stop everything for two weeks and, and sit in your room. Um, so that's that's very different, um, but everybody was going through that. It's not like we were the only school or team. Everybody at every level had some form of that this year, and and so it, it was uniquely challenging to find ways to keep kids engaged when you were in your pause. You know, like how are you doing it? Plus, we you know it was a constant changing. You know, there'd be times when games would get canceled at the last minute on you due to no nothing on your end. It was maybe your opponent had to pause. And, and I think what it really allowed us to do was kind of grow as a unit because we knew we had to kind of lean on each other and we really had to over communicate on everything. And, um, you know, and our kids really responded well, we had our best season um, in at least five years. Um, and we, we had some historic wins. We beat, 
you know, an Arizona Christian team we hadn't beat since 2015, a Masters team that's the, the number four team in the country preseason. We beat them last weekend uh, for the first time since 2012. Uh, we beat University of Ottawa for the first time ever, and we beat them twice on the road. Um, and that was another thing that really changed with COVID. We, our schedule format for our conference changed. Uh, normally, you play two different teams on a weekend, either at home or away. This year, you played the same team back-to-back nights, either home or away. Um, and so that was different because you make adjustments between games in a very short window. And, and so that, that was really unique. And, and uh, so, yeah, it was really a, a different type of season. There's no doubt. And, and, you know, we talked a little bit off uh, when we were during, uh, during the break and, and you get a chance to recruit some kids from, from all over. I, I'm just wondering, going to San Diego from where you grew up and where you coached, that was a, that's a whole different animal, right? I mean, you're in Montana, you're in North Dakota, and all of a sudden you're in San Diego. The adjustment, and not just for the weather, but I think the overall um, way of life was quite a bit different, I would think. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, of course, it starts with the weather. You know, it's not never 20 below and there's never snow. So um, in the dead of winter here, it's in the high 50s, um, you know, and in the heat of the summer, it's 82, you know, so it's not bad. Kind of. Yeah, it's a nice range. But then, yeah, the other other aspects of living, I mean, population wise, you know, there's more people in San Diego County than there is in the state of Montana. And the state of Montana is basically the size of California, you know. Um, And there's three times as many people in San Diego County as there is in Montana. So Montana has a million. San Diego County has 3.1 million. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, so it's different that way. Um, You know, but it's one of the things I really like about this area is, of course, everybody knows about the beaches that we have, but we also have the mountains, you know. And I grew up in western Montana, and we have the mountains here. And so in, I'm, I'm literally, you know, a few minutes from the water one direction and a few minutes from the mountains in the other direction. Man, so that is awesome. Um, so it's really kind of the best of both worlds. And, um, yeah, it's, it is different, but I really like it here. Hey, Coach, I want to thank you. And I apologize for cutting this short, but, you know, Chantel Anderson was, was so good. And, and you guys are just going to – your team's just really going to enjoy the time that you get to spend with, with her. Coach, I do a lot of high school basketball um, stuff here on this station, and I would like to be able to reach out to you um, one day to come on that show and talk a little bit about, you know, what it takes to play at your level. So not only academically, but but on the floor and things like that. And I, and I look forward to that conversation with you, Sean. Absolutely. That'd be terrific. That's excellent. He is Coach uh, Sean Chafin. Again, he is the head basketball coach for the women's side, San Diego Christian College. You can follow him at Twitter. On Twitter, Go Hawks Coach SC. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone. On 1250 AM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on 1250 a.m., the fan. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Everybody.